Are you looking to make some change this year in your business and maybe your life? If you are, then maybe we should have a chat. You can head on over to speaktopete.com and book in a chat with me and we'll see if we're a right fit. Usually is around improving your communication, improving your process management, and improving your accountability within your business so that we can take away some of the frustration and give you back more freedom. Isn't that why you got into business in the first place? So head on over to speaktopete.com and let's have a chat. What does everything come down to? What's our mission? Spreading happiness. It's spreading happiness. Spreading and it drives happiness. everything we do, right? And, and here's the key thing. That has to be alive and vibrant in everything you do. So you walk in our place, you see a big neon sign, spreading happiness. But at every meeting, at every decision we make, will this spread happiness? It affects the way we answer the phone, our marketing, our communication, everything we do. And that's essential because increasingly, customers are saying, who are you? Before I give you my money, what are you going to do with it? How do you treat the environment? How do you treat your employees? How engaged are you in the community? Hey, it's Pete, and welcome to another edition of the Simplifying Entrepreneurship Podcast. It's designed to provide the tips and tools that will help you cut through the chaos of running your business and transforming your frustrations into freedoms for your business and life as a leader. And today, I had the opportunity to speak with a father and son duo, Mark and John Cronin, who own John's Crazy Socks, and their mission around spreading happiness is contagious. They have put together a business about five years ago now and have grown from bootstrap to bonanza, helping social enterprise along the way. So we're going to dig right into it with Mark and John. John and Mark, it's a pleasure to have you here today on the Simplifying Entrepreneurship Podcast. Welcome. We're glad to be here. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's just a it's just a pleasure. You know, we've heard about your story and really wanted to get you on for a couple of different reasons that we'll go through here today. But, you know, I really want to start off with this idea around how did it all come about? What is John Socks and how did you guys sort of get into the sock biz? Ours started the way I think a lot of businesses do, right? It started from a bad place, from a point of pain, Yeah, right? It's back in the fall of 2016. The business I had been helping run shut down overnight. Hmm. So there I was, 58 years old. I'm an entrepreneur, which means I'm basically unemployable. <laughs> I know that feeling. So what am I going to do? So I'm starting some online businesses. And where were you? I, I'm in Florida, and I went to Huntington High School. So he's in high school. And here's something that people may not know. If you have a disability, you can stay in the public school system until you turn 21. Okay. That was going to, so John was going to be turning 21. It would yeah. be his last year. Then they were going to say, get out. And when you're in school, everything was right there in front of you. Yeah. But once you're done, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. And what were you looking at? I look at a job program and school that I don't like. He didn't say anything he liked. And that's reality too. Yeah. That there aren't a lot of good choices available for people with different abilities. Right. John Boy here, he is a natural entrepreneur. Yes, I am. Instead of that being a problem, he turned it into an opportunity. He said, if I don't see a job I want, I, I, I want to create one, I want to make one. Just nice. Make one. 
And then what did you tell me? I said, I want to go to uh, a dinner with my dad. And nice fellas that been in together. Which is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Again, like a lot of entrepreneurs, Sean had a lot of ideas. Yep. Some of them were good ideas. So, like, what was your second idea? A, a food truck. I have an idea for the movie Chef and John Favreau. Uh-huh. A movie about a father done bonding over a food truck. That was pretty cool. And we're yeah. thinking, oh, what would we make? Where would we do it? But we ran into a problem. We can't cook. <laughs> but then, right before Thanksgiving, you had your eureka moment. I said, I want to start creating socks. Why socks? It's fun, it's colorful, and creative. Oh, always let me be me. So why socks? How did we get into socks? John wore these crazy socks his whole life. That's right. Yeah. This was his idea. And we figured if other people... If John liked them that much, other people must too. We could find our tribe. Nice. So, you know, in simplifying entrepreneurship, we went the lean startup route. We didn't spend time with the big business plan. We said, let's get something up, test it, and run. So we set up a store in the Shopify platform, Mm -hmm. got a little bit of inventory. We're bootstrapping. Yeah. So you got to make do with what you have. Totally get that. Um, so took out my cell phone. We made videos. Who was in the videos? I am. I talked about socks. Socks off my socks. Right? <laughs> Lots of socks. And we'd share those on Facebook. Cool. And word began to spread. So what day did we open? <clears throat> it been a Friday, December 9th, 2016. Right? We didn't know what to expect. We got what felt like a flood of orders. And most of them were local. We're, yeah. we're on Long Island, or a town called mm-hmm. Huntington, outside New York City. Most of them were local. So what did we do with those first orders? Our first order is a home deliveries. We got red boxes, put the socks in the boxes. What else did we put in? A second note from me and, and Candy. Right, John would write thank you notes, loaded up. We poured Hershey's Kisses in, loaded up the car, drove around, knocked on doors, and right. had the customers respond. I said, love, I just socked and share on the Twitter media when I get the spread. They took pictures. We had people reordering just to get John to come back to their house. <laughs> yeah. right? That's but awesome. Word began to spread. So yeah. that first month, we shipped 452 orders, had about 13,000 in revenue. When you started there, John, and 13,000 in revenue off the bat, I mean, that's a huge first month for somebody. How do you handle that sort of momentum off the bat when you're starting off bootstrapping and, you know, John's writing all these thank you notes, you're putting all the packages together, you're doing all this work yourself. What was the next step and how quickly did you have to change some things around? The immediate step was to grab some people to help. We turned to my bride, your mom, yep. and said, guess what? It's a family business <laughs> and you're going to have to help. We hired a couple of John's classmates. Nice. And as we moved into January, you learn by doing. Yeah. Nobody buys anything in January because they spent all their money at the holiday. But we got a couple of people working part-time for us to help us kind of put in place the infrastructure that we needed. But you still wanted to grow. You kind of wanted to spend money behind the curve. Yeah. And you asked about that growth. We went from 452 orders in December to 186 orders in January. 
February, we introduced our first awareness songs. We put out our first press release, and we grew nicely, almost 900 orders. Wow, that's great. And then in March, we had our first viral experience. And everybody in marketing and business says, make us go viral. Yeah. Watch what you ask for. (laughs) Get it, right? The first time it happened to us was on a Saturday. We were driving out Saturday night. You and I were going out to dinner. If your listeners are familiar with Shopify, you get the Shopify app and you can put it on your phone and the Mm -hmm. default to get a little ding every time you get a sale. Yeah. My eldest says it's like a pheromone release. Ooh, we, got <laughs> we have Shopify at our stores too. We own retail stores. So yeah, I get it totally. All of a sudden it starts going ding, ding, ding. Yeah. It's going crazy. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I'm looking at our Shopify stats on my phone. I'm looking at our Google analytics. I can see it blowing up, but I can't figure out why. And in my hubris, I tell John, well, you know, must be that SEO work I've been doing. <laughs> it turned out an online journal called The Mighty, which had done an email interview with us, put out a video. It's a simple video. It's a slideshow video. Last I looked, I got 20 million views. Oh, my gosh. So we went from doing 50 orders a day to over 1,000 orders a day. Wow. Barely crazy. Yeah. To give you one idea, we were in this old house that had been converted to office space. You know, they say they don't build them like they used to. Be grateful. It had low ceilings, undulating floors, tilted stairways. And one night I went up to Best Buy, the local Best Buy, to get two more computers so we could have more packing stations and recruited two of their employees to come work for us the next day. We just had to pack stuff. So, you know, you get asked, well, how do you make that happen? We did a lot of things to put us in the place for that to happen. But then you got to have some luck. Yeah. And I think in entrepreneurship, we don't talk often enough about luck. And it's not luck like we're victims and things. Right, yeah. You have to put yourself in that position. But you can do all the right things and not get that luck. Right. And then when it happens, you have to know how to take advantage of it. you got to be there. So that's kind of how we got started. Love that. Obviously, hiring quick. One of my questions is, how did you control the product side of things? Like, how did you go from shipping a few hundred to these thousands of pairs all of a sudden? You must have had some ramp up issues and things like that with regards to that. We had challenges. In the beginning, we weren't making any of our own socks. So what we were doing, we were buying from other suppliers. And we were relying on their quality control. We had the tables kind of switch when we first started. Nobody wanted to sell to us because they wanted us to show we had sales. Right. Well, how do you get sales if I don't have products? Yeah, it's a catch-22. everybody wanted in, and they saw, oh, yeah. big customers. So that was part of it, but you got to have the right infrastructure. Yeah. So we had to have the right inventory process and systems. We moved into space so we could have a warehouse. Eventually, what we've done, and this was absolutely necessary, we found a strategic partner nice. that manufactures and sources socks. They do it for department stores and brand yeah. names because we needed that expertise. Last night, there's a uh, series on Netflix about La La Rue, and you could see this happening to them. They grew too fast. Yep. They didn't have good people. 
They didn't have processes in place and the place blows up. Yeah. Right. You've got to have that bedrock and pay attention to the nuts and bolts so that you can grow. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I've created this model. I call it the four P's and it starts with having that right product mix. The next thing is the right process. The next thing is the right people so that you can enjoy the best profit. Right. Right. And, you know, ultimately we're business owners. So, you know, we can enjoy a little bit of profit. But one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about here today too, was the whole idea around a social enterprise. And I know you're really big on that. You give back to the community. You've got all sorts of different things going, but tell us a little bit about your social enterprise and what your thoughts are there and how that's a big part of your business, John. It's an essential part of who we are. And I think it's increasingly important for all businesses. You have to have a purpose which is greater than ourselves. And that purpose can't be, oh, we just want to make money. And don't get me wrong. John and I, we like to live indoors. Yeah, right? You've got to make money. The profits become the fuel to let you do what you want to do. You have to have that purpose and you have to know what your values are. We've all just been through an experience, the pandemic. For sure. If we didn't have those in place, we would have been lost. But when that happens, now you have your North Star, right? So for us, what does everything come down to? What's our mission? Spreading happiness. It's spreading happiness. Spreading and it drives happiness. everything we do, right? And, and here's the key thing. That has to be alive and vibrant in everything you do. So you walk in our place, you see a big neon sign, spreading happiness. But at every meeting, at every decision we make, will this spread happiness? So it it affects the way we answer the phone, answer emails, our product selection, our marketing, our communication, everything we do. And that's essential because increasingly customers are saying, who are you? Before I give you my money, what are you going to do with it? How do you treat the environment? How do you treat your employees? How engaged are you in the community? And it's not just your customers. It's your employees. It's our colleagues. Four million people quit their jobs in April. Three and a half million people quit their jobs in May because people are now looking and saying, what am I doing? If all you do is have a job and show up and you want to get paid, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to like it. You're going to be disengaged. The number, the percentage of disengaged workers is off the roof. But when you give people a purpose, when you say, we are here for a mission, and we're going to do this together, and everybody has to know how they are part of that mission. There's no cog in the machinery. It's transformative for your customers and for your employees. Yeah, love that. Absolutely. I live and breathe that every day with the people that I work with from a coaching side of things, too, as we set up those structures for that exact same reason. I mean, everybody in the organization's got to live that, right? You know, and, and for us, at the end of the day, we're not really a sock store. The socks are the physical manifestation of our purpose and our story. Love that. And if all we were was a sock store, we'd be in trouble, right? I told you we didn't do that business plan. (laughs) Eventually, we went out and looked at the competitors, and I've counted. There are one gazillion sock stores. (laughs) If what we're doing is selling socks, you wouldn't be talking to us. There you go. Right? Yeah. But 
it's not just fabric. It's not just a transaction. It's an experience. It's building a community. It's building a connection. Love that. That's what social enterprise lets you do. I've really enjoyed our chat today, Mark and John. Thanks so much for being a part of it here today. And I want everybody here to be able to reach out and get a hold of you. Do you want to just let them know how to get a hold of you or maybe how to buy some John's crazy socks? Where can they get socks? At com. Right? And here's what you got to know. When you buy from us, you're helping us employ people with differing abilities. More than half our workforce has a different ability. You help us give back. I mean, here's a really cool thing, Pete. John, you're a special Olympic athlete. Yes, right? I am. I'm a Olympic athlete. I'm really cool. And I, I, I now raised now $100,000. John wow. donated $100,000 to the Special Olympics. Fantastic. We've raised over 450000 for our charity partners. But most of all, you buy from us, we're going to make you happy, and you're going to help spread happiness. Love that. What's better than that. And yeah. showing what's possible. Showing what's possible. And showing, showing possible. So, that, and people can get a hold of us. The general email for the company is service at johnscrazysocks.com. But real people read these emails. We read the emails. We respond to everybody. If Love we that. can help you, you let us know. So thanks so much again, guys. It's been a wonderful conversation. So much learned here today. And I'm sure everybody listening has taken away a lot too. So make it a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Well, what a great story. Some of you know that we own some shoe stores and we sell socks as well and all this sort of stuff. So the idea around this Socks with a mission, the social enterprise, spreading happiness. There's so much to be taken away here from John and Mark's conversation today. How they built from bootstrap to bonanza, some of the challenges they faced, how they got lucky. And I think it's interesting to, you know, that sort of conversation around the fact that we need to create our luck and we need to be ready for when luck happens. Not everybody's going to have it, but you need to be ready when it happens so that you could take advantage of that sort of growth they experienced. I just loved all the ideas around how they did what they did to make their business survive and thrive through that deep growing area and what they're doing, giving back with every pair of socks and helping, you know, the Special Olympics at $100,000 and other enterprises at $350,000 over the last five years. I mean, that's a lot of money to give back over the last five years. And that's the first five years of their business. So excited to see what Mark and John will put together in the future for their business. So a little different conversation today, but think about some of these things that you can put in action. How can you get involved in the social enterprise? And think about when Mark was talking a little bit about what does it mean? You know, they're not in the sock business. They're in the business of spreading happiness. What business are you in and what are you doing for your clients? And what are you doing for the world in that case? so that you can have an even better business and entrepreneurial life. I mean, after all, you lead your business and it shouldn't be leading you. Remember, clarity creates confidence and confidence ignites momentum. And, you know, the talk around the clarity of spreading happiness created that momentum. 
So if you like this podcast, please share it with your friends. You can really help me out by rating and reviewing this episode and most of all, subscribing to the podcast so you can hear future episodes. For more information on my coaching and my leadership programs, visit more.coach. That's M-O-H-R dot C-O-A-C-H, more.coach. Or you can email me directly at Pete at more.coach. And you can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, all the social channels as well. So until next time, make it a great day. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.